Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and welcome to Sacred Heart. Here's the story. Am I just going through the motions during this Christmas infiltration for a baby boomer Santa? Or I walk through the fire to be under your spell? It brings me glee to know there's something to sing about because I'm going to miss you, Carla. I mean, happy birthday, Jesus. I mean, uh, just teach me how to understand Christmas. I've been chasing cars, standing and running on sunshine. So when the truth comes out at Dawn's ballet, the mustard, rest in peace, and the parking ticket I'll never tell will breathe. I've got a theory, bunnies. If we're together, it's guy love. And then there's what you feel when everything comes down to poo. How to Save a Life, the rant song, or Dawn's Lament will teach you how we operate with grace. Wait, for the last time, I'm Dominican, Coda. Joining us today are the usual... Friends who wonder what's going to happen, where do we go from here, including Kevin, nothing suits me like a suit, Jager. Ah, you can tell right now, wearing my muscle suit. (laughs) (laughs) That was gross. Um, uh, Our universe and you game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour, Kimberly. Hello. Which one was that from? Uh, The universe and you, I don't remember. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Yeah. And with us are human commercial breaks who have been on Broadway. Let's give a big Broadway to welcome to friends of the show. <laughs> friends of the show. Haley and Ari. Jazz hand opening today. Yeah, why welcome. Not? Musical episodes. This, yes. Yeah. Um, this, we got a lot to cover here. It's been about musicals. I know, right? <laughs> First time we've ever watched anything with musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Any musical And if you're going to your first musical ever, it should be a television musical. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, before we get started on anything, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Milagro tequila with um, lime seltzer. Ooh. Yummy. I have rosé in the prettiest cup in this house. That is beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> I love a vintage wine glass. I'm having rosé in my um, outside cup. 
Nice. Now I don't have to fill up for refills. Oh, nice. I'm drinking my Canadian Cab Sav, which apparently is becoming my favorite drink ever. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin? I am about to go pour a drink, but right now I'm drinking uh, Waterloo Seltzer. Cool. Ooh, I've never tried that. I never, no. I never heard of it before, but it was just the, there's like at my grocery, there was a giant mountain of seltzers. There was a big ABBA section. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Waterloo. Waterloo. Yeah, it was just all these waters and it was on top, so I didn't have to touch anything else but those, so I just grabbed them. Nice. What yeah. flavor? It's uh, lime. Cool. Standard. Yeah. Um, so today on this episode, um, we uh, watched many, many uh, TV shows. Uh, this was, of course, this was my week. I made them watch television during the <laughs> quarantine binge. Um, yeah. But uh, I wanted to go through the TV episode, the musical TV episodes that are um, pretty well known in terms as far as um, TV episodes and musicals go. Um, so again, these are non-musical shows that had musical episodes. So we did not include things like Glee on this list, although one of them heavily makes fun of Glee. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, this, these are specifically non-musical uh, TV shows that have those episodes. So we watched uh, an episode of Scrubs called My Musical. We watched the episode of Buffy, Once More with Feeling. We watched the episode of How I Met Your Mother, Girls versus Suits. And then we watched... Um, regional holiday music, the community episode. And then for those of you who are subscribed to our Patreon, uh, we will be talking about the song beneath the song, the Grey's Anatomy episode. Um, so those of you will uh, get to hear and watch us talk about that one, uh, the juicy of an episode. Um, but before we begin, let's start with um, going around and uh, talking about, had any of you seen these? Were these TV shows you were familiar with? Um, let's talk about that first. I'll say I know all of these TV shows. The reason I picked these is because I watch all of these series all the way through, some of them more than once. Um, and right. these are also episodes that are super famous because of them. Um, for instance, the My Musical and the one from Buffy are, are usually cited as some of the best uh, musical episodes of shows. Uh, and then Community is just the best. And uh, just crazy. And then um, the How I Met Your Mother episode, even though it's not a full musical episode, um, that number is usually on the top 10 list of those. And we'll talk about that. But um, how did, what are your relationship with these uh, shows? I'll start. So I remember I watched, I remember watching Scrubs when, it, when that episode came out. I was watching, I had watched a good amount of the, first half of the scrub series and I loved scrubs and then this episode came on and then I fell off that at some point. So I remember watching that in context. And then outside of that, the only other show that I was familiar with, even though I fell off way before this episode was the Grey's Anatomy episode. Sure. Oh, I've, I've never seen a Shonda Rhimes show until this week watching that. What? No, I've never watched Scandal. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy. I've never watched Are How to Get Away with Murder. Are you a white Mother. human in America? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen a full episode of any of them. The oh. only thing I'd ever seen was clips from the two-part Grey's episode uh, where there's a bomb in somebody. It was like Christina Ricci. But yeah, the reason is because... Be, yeah, only be, and actually because... Um, 
uh, I was obsessed with Friday Night Lights, and uh, what's his name is the guest star in that episode. Yeah, he's the Bomb Squad guy. Yeah, oh, coach. yeah, yeah. He's Coach so Taylor. Uh, we have so much to talk about about Shonda Rhimes. We're gonna save it for the Patreon portion because I have so many things I need to tell you about Grey's Anatomy before you judge Grey's Anatomy based on this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. So, Aaron, you you dropped off of that. You had watched Scrubs. What about How I Met Your Mother in Community and Buffy? The rest of it, I had never like. I had never watched. I didn't know anything about. Which right. I have questions about the plot. Of sure. The <laughs> Haley. Okay, I'm going through my list. I had watched Grey's when it was on the, I guess it's still on the air, but I it watched is. the first, um, I'm, I'm going out on a limb by saying I maybe watched the first three seasons religiously and then maybe a first few episodes of season four. <clears throat> I feel like I remember this musical episode, but... Again, I'm not quite sure. I knew like the Lexi character because she was added on later. I think that's her name. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I'm I'm aware with the characters. Scrubs, I remember watching when it was on the air, a, like a few episodes. I thought it was genius, but never watched the full show. Buffy, never watched. How I Met Your Mother, never watched. Community, I think I've watched one episode other than this one. Don't remember when it was. Oh, yeah. I watched the first two seasons of Buffy. That's it. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Kimberly? Um, I watched... I don't know if I watched any of these while they were airing. Like, maybe Scrubs. I saw, like, when it happened. What year was that? 2007? Was that late? January 18th, 2007. Because I remember it was also after I stopped watching Scrubs but they were promoing the musical episode so much that I was like, that sounds fun. Sure. So uh, I put that on. I stopped watching Grey's long before the musical episode, but yeah. as I was watching it again, I think I did watch it at the time. Like same thing. I was like, Oh, a musical episode in Sarah Ramirez. So let me check this out. And I exactly. remember like going in there and being like, wait, she's gay, but pregnant. What? Huh? And uh, continued to not watch Grey's. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How I Met Your Mother I binged and then like caught up and watched so I remember watching the musical episode but I think on Netflix not the musical episode just all of a sudden he's singing and I was like this is fun sure Um, Buffy I'm obsessed with I used to have the vocal selections from no (laughs) yeah um, me and my friend Haley would sing them together, and it was very fun. And do you have them, do you have them in New York with you right now? No, I think she has them. My friend that I, I maybe they were at her house, and like we would sing them together there. Did you sing Allison Hannigan's part because you could be her sister? Yes, absolutely. As I told Brian earlier today, I was photographed in eighth grade as celebrity lookalike Allison Hannigan. Of course. Wow. I had a hard time watching. We'll get to there. I had a hard time watching because all I saw was Kimberly. Hey. <laughs> Beautiful. Both or when, only when she was young? Oh, only, mm, more in Buffy, less in the other one. But you and her do mirror, as we, we've talked about in real life, you and 
You and uh, you and Jay are Lillian Marshall for sure. A thousand percent. Yeah. She is still like when I am thinking of a new haircut or color, I just look up images of Alison Hannigan. I'm so <laughs> jealous that you have a perfect example like. of what it should be. Yes. So I'm like, oh, maybe that was too dark. So maybe I'll go. <laughs> and you've and you've watched all of Community, right? Yes, but also I binged that long after it was off the air. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I barely remember the musical episode happening, but it was very fun to rewatch. Kevin? Um, I watched Grey's Anatomy like into season five or six before I fell off. I think like early season six, if anything. Um, so I knew that show pretty well, but I didn't know there was a musical episode. Um, and then all the other shows I've never seen before. Okay. So that, that's crazy because you would actually enjoy a lot of them. I, um, I have all these new shows I would have watched now because um, but let's uh, let's start with Scrubs. <clears throat> so okay. um, Scrubs, the episode My Musical, um, is season six, episode six. Scrub ran for uh, Scrubs ran for a total of nine seasons. Season what? nine is a weird spin-off um, season. Hmm. Um, but, um, so the, the main plot line goes through season eight. Um, it was originally on NBC and in for its eighth season, it moved to ABC. Um, oh, uh, wow. that's this, a weird move. well, yeah, that's crazy. so long story short, ABC actually owned the show, but passed on it. So ABC was producing it and making money from it, but it was on NBC. NBC canceled it. And so ABC was like, because we don't have to split the production costs with anybody. So it's just us fronting the bill anyway. Um, so it ended up being on ABC for they. So it got canceled and then ABC picked it up for a final season. They said goodbye. It did so well that they did a, a ninth season. Nobody really wanted to do it. It's kind of like med school where they bring in new characters and like the old characters the teachers long story short they canceled it after that season because it didn't do well but in but in its kind of peak um this is you know season six is where this musical episode falls um the creator bill lawrence and most of the people on the show were obsessed with musicals and they always wanted to do this um so this is the episode Songs were written by uh, Deborah Fordham, Paul Perry, Doug Besterman, and uh, Jan Stevens. But of course, um, the reason why this does stand out for me, and I'm sure you all caught this too, um, a lot of it was also written by Jeff Marks and Robert Lopez, Bobby Lopez. Um, mm, I didn't catch that. And that makes sense. It makes yeah. absolutely yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes so, sense now. Um, yeah, and I was also like, yes, Ebony Hughes, Stephanie Debrissi. <laughs> yeah. I know. And she said it great. It was also great how, like, sorry to just dive in. But no, let's so, do this. It was so great with her that, like, they would be doing all these moments with the other actors singing funny lines, but, like, their melody was, like, staying in this little place. And then all of a sudden she would sing and she'd be like, I don't know. And you're like, yes, belting. Like, well, they, in, in what this, what's interesting is that unlike a lot of musicals, they were be, they were able to write this to the strengths of the characters. So, like, um, John C. It McGinley, Dr. Cock gets a Gilbert and Sullivan rant song because they know his strong suit is not singing, um, things of that nature where they know that um, like Judy Reyes could dance a little bit and um, um, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison could sing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got like some pretty great numbers in there. So, um, I mean, what did everybody think overall? Did you, you know, I guess we're going to talk about like all this at the end, but in terms of um, 
this episode, there are a couple of questions that you can answer any of these questions. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, did this work as a musical for you? Did this work as an episode of the show? Like talk a little bit a bit to that. What were some of your favorite songs? Can I just tell you my favorite moment of the whole episode? Yeah, of course. Um, at the very beginning, she just faints in a park. <laughs> yes. There's no lead up to this woman existing other than she's walking and falls. <laughs> and then it was I like will say, oh, setup of like, hey, we're gonna sing now. Yeah, I mean, I think for 24 minutes they packed every, they packed so much into 24 minutes. It was so we had an Act One finale, like it was yeah. great. I think I do think this is the like out of all the things that we watched. This episode, like, contextualized the musical aspect of it the best. Like, it was a full musical from start to finish. And it made sense of the convention. Like, everything else was just kind of like, why are we doing this? Like, every time they explained why we were singing and then stayed consistent the whole episode. I was actually surprised by all of these episodes. I didn't remember it, but all of these episodes um, were not just a musical. They were a reason to have a musical. So whether it was a head trauma in multiple of these episodes, mm-hmm. or it's a demon uh, played by a three-time Tony Award winner, or whether it is a um, uh, what was uh, or it was a Glee Club type thing. None of these were just like we're just going to do a musical and not explain it. It was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but some of them were more reachy than this one. Yeah, yeah. I oh yeah, Scrubs. Scrubs in general, it, how the show is done already lends itself to something silly like this. Yeah, yeah. So this episode for me and this show out of all of them was my most favorite to watch because it made sense why they were singing. It made sense that all of the characters were singing. Mm-hmm. I love like. I loved that opening number. I thought it was my, it was my most favorite number out of all of them. Um, and I just, I think every single part of it made sense and it made me want to watch the show even more. Sure. Yeah. I, I thought that, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. I loved like how, like Aaron said, they basically compacted like an entire show that had like an act one closer an act two opener, the I want song, the like funny, goofy, like, character song and like Brian's favorite song I'm sure which is the poop one um but I thought it was like out of all of them like Grey's Anatomy is a uh, a drama and they were going hard with the drama but like I actually cried at this one because when they're like laughing and kind of wrapping up and that woman's like uh, when Stephanie's like what about me like what's gonna happen and that whole like ending section of them being like you're going to like singing is like in unison, like you're going to be okay. And like, we're like, that was like such a gut punch in such a good way that I was like, Ooh, a show that can be so silly and brilliant. And then all of a sudden punch me in the gut, and make me feel in 24 minutes. Like, yeah. I, I need to start watching scrubs. Like this was like the first one that went on my list. And I was like, Oh, I think I like this show. It was great. It's also, um, I think what Scrubs succeed, or my, the episode My Musical succeeds in doing is making these these songs specific to what they're making fun of or mocking. So like the song Kevin is talking about was clearly a rent take. Yes. And, and the, obviously the act one finale was a, um, 
uh, one day more. And like, you know, the, the, obviously the patter song is Gilbert and Sullivan, but they were able to take all these mock them, but yet still make them their own. Oh yeah. And yeah. that's very impressive. Yeah. And that's well, what they, I wrote down. Like the fact that they had different types of songs. I even wrote down that patter song was an incredible idea for that character. I thought the whole thing was just so smart from start to finish. Yeah. Did, that's question. And it makes sense that it's, oh, go ahead. It makes sense that it's just, it's the Avenue Q guys because I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know how to do a musical. Well, so only now. so the Avenue Q guys wrote, um, <laughs> welcome to sacred heart. Everything comes down to poo. Um, they the best also, songs. They wrote the best songs. <laughs> uh, when the truth comes out, that was so good. And then friends forever. What's going to happen? When the truth comes, that was totally like that. Like La Resistance lives on, like from South Park, or like yeah, 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 something yeah. more. Like that was so yeah. And that was when it started to turn. Like there was a moment when he's like, "Oh God, she really is sick." And then he was like how when the truth comes out about like him having to tell her. So it wasn't just like, oh, our funny conundrums of being doctors. It was like, we have to tell this woman she could die and have sex surgery. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. My, I just had a quick question about from those of you who have watched the actual show. Yes. Does Zach Braff's character get so grating that you like can't handle it? Or is there like an endearing quality to it throughout the whole show? So I am currently binging Scrubs for fun again. This is like my third or fourth time. I love it. Um, the Zach Braff character of JD, um, while binging it, gets grating. Okay. Because it's, it's episode after episode of episode of him. It's a sitcom, sort of learning um, mm. how, how and, and then still making similar mistakes episode after episode. But he does okay. learn and he does grow. However, what I will say is it depends on the season or the run of the season. Seasons one through three or two, seasons one and two, not grading. Seasons three, we're on, we're currently on season five. Um, seasons four and f three and four gets pretty grading. Season five um, is less grading. It's just about kind of the writers and how they position him. Um, but um, I'm not saying that it's like him as a person as the actor. No, it's the character for sure. Yeah, it's just the character yeah. is like supposed to be that kind of nauseating dude. Yeah, he is. He makes like, bad decisions and all that stuff. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know if like and like the weird voice kind of thing that he does, like a voice inflection kind of thing. You can kind of tell in the middle of the show when they when they're all like super comfortable that they're just kind of not phoning it in, but they have their things that they do and they know it works for a laugh. But then something happens in season five where they just shake up the status quo a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, um, it's a little bit more fun to watch. One more question, if I can, just because I don't know anything about these shows. Um, my favorite character, who I think is like the MVP of this one, even though I loved like oh, so many moments, was the random janitor. Is that just an extra or is he in the show? He's in the show. He's in the show. He's in the show, yeah. He's character. So okay. originally in season one, he was supposed to be a figment of JD's imagination and no one else could see the janitor except for like him. Like up, I guess? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What a perfect comparison. <laughs> that's what happened to Big Bird. But the show gets picked up for more seasons and he just they loved him so much that he became a regular character. And then they, everyone can see him? Everyone can see him, even in season one, like, even though JD's really the only one that talks to him, like, they never, like, do a twist on you that they can, he can only see him. That was the original idea. But through season one, once the show get it more and they got picked up for a second season, he just became a cast character.
he just seems so funny. Like in that little moment he had, and I was like, yes, baritone. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, I guess what, so did anyone else want to talk through their MVP, um, a favorite song? Um, did this make you want to watch or binge this series? Immediately. My favorite number was the opening number. I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, want, I have one more note. Sorry. When the truth comes out song, I, I, this is literally what I wrote. When the truth comes out song is literally the let it go underscoring. Da, 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 oh, I, I wrote that down too. I don't have my notes up, but I remember, yes, totally. Da, 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 da. It's the Word. same underscoring. So go back and listen. It's amazing. I will. It's because ABC owns them. Another one of my notes that I wrote down was that a song started and I hated it. And I was like, what is happening? Well, that opening number was so good. Why is this terrible? And I was like, oh, it's the theme song. That, that's okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song is what made me nostalgic to like go back and maybe watch the series again sure yes the like rest of zach braff i was just like nah, i don't need to the theme song is so 90s it's great <laughs> did, did everyone see broadway diva karen zamba in this show yes where she was the doctor who like showed that like the tests showed she actually did have brain issues yeah. Oh. Oh she, man. She turned, and as soon as she turned, I was like, "I'm ready." I thought it was gonna be like whatever Lola wants, kind of a number. <laughs> Give it to me. But yes. then I was like, "Oh no, she's just she's just getting that TV paycheck, which she's yeah. not." <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was so I I loved this one. This was a great one, Brian. Thanks. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Um. So uh, we technically can't do. They don't rate the episodes on Rotten Tomatoes, but they do rate seasons. Okay. okay. So we'll just, season six, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes for Scrubs season six is? Based solely on the musical episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 67? 83. 74. Kimber, did you say 95. one? Oh, 71. Cool. Oh, no. no you put over, Kevin. No! <laughs> <laughs> and the critics' consensus for season one, which doesn't really count, is Scrubs is a worthy spiritual successor to MASH, thanks in part to its seamless blend of cheeky comedy and poignant heartfelt moments. I agree. Great. Okay. Um, and its highest ranked season on this is season eight, which has 100%. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. So that was Scrubs. What? Season eight is the highest ranked? Yeah, the final season. Wow. Is that because Rotten Tomatoes existed and they were trying to get, the like fans are trying to get a season nine? Uh, not, not, a, not like a Chuck type thing, no. I think oh. it just did really well. Um, <laughs> all right, so next is Buffy. So we're going back in time a little bit. The Scrubs episode aired in 2007. Um, but the Buffy episode, Once More With Feeling, is very, very, very well known as a musical episode. As Kimberly already told us, like, people were obsessed with this, had the vocal scores. This was um, November 6th, 2001. Um, wow. This was episode seven of season six. Um, this was being worked on, obviously, way before this aired. Um, and so um, I remember the 
the hoopla surrounding this. Like a, they did a poster for it. It was like a whole big deal because this was like really the first show in a while to do something like this. There were musical shows earlier, like cop rock and like terrible ones from the nineties. But like, this was kind of a true undertaking, especially for an hour show. Um, um, so, uh, this and is, in the part of the season where like something big happened. Yes. This wasn't just, yeah, this wasn't just like kitschy. Like this actually like moved plot along. And forced them to reveal their feelings. Um, and it was, and it was coincident, not coincidentally, it was later shown in movie theaters as a sing-along. Oh, wow. Wow. Like people are, this is like a cult. People, this episode is, pro, of all these episodes we're watching, this is by far the most well-known and the most oh, well-received. Yeah. I know a girl who performed in like a shadow cast production of sure. this, where like they had like the whole thing playing and then like there were actors in front of it, like acting it out, like frame like for frame, works. exact movements that everyone was doing in the show. Word. Wow. No, okay, okay. Hasn't there been like a 54 Below concert of it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I'm sure. But this was well, direct. Other people love it. Okay. No so one invited let's... Aaron and Haley. This was. Uh... It's okay. I don't. I don't need an invite. <laughs> um, this was directed, um, written by Joss Whedon, and choreographed that. by Adam Shankman. And choreographed by Adam Shankman. Yes. Um, He's but... also in it. <laughs> but, uh, and it stars three-time Tony winner Hit and Battle as um, Sweet the Demon. Um, That's what his name was? They never say it in the episode, but it's, it's oh, online. Okay. Sweet the Jazz Demon. Um, but let's uh, <laughs> let's talk. What do you, what do you, I, I, I don't think any of you have actually watched through all of Buffy. I had no, no idea what was going on. Oh, wait, Kimberly, you've, oh yeah, Kimberly watched, just me and Kimberly have watched through it. Aaron watched a little bit of it. Yeah, but I watched it all in college. Okay, sure, sure. So like 2007, so years and years after it was over. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I think I stopped like, sec, like when the split of Buffy and Angel happened. That's when I stopped watching. Okay, so and so I have ran, no idea she dates Spike. Yeah, this runs seven seasons. Times. This ran seven seasons, um, and season eight was done in comic book form. Mm. Animated? No, like yes, I mean animated in a comic, literal book. comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, it. okay. Um, but what? Forget about the series. You know, what did you think about this episode? I love it. <laughs> It was campy and ridiculous, so like it was funny, but like it was it was weird. I also just had no idea who people were and what was happening. Sure. So I was just like, I I, I don't know. Like I, I who, do they know each other? Is it like I was like, is like the older guys like Splinter and she's like Raphael and like I mean I that's not wrong. Right. Like uh-huh. I was kind of I was basically making the Ninja Turtles in my head so that I could understand the plot. Like sure, sure, sure. I could not have hated this more. Yes. Everything about vampires and like her nonchalantly just going like this and someone gets knocked out of the way, and she was like, oh, I'm singing, and someone just like she doesn't do anything and someone floats away. I was just like, I can't. It's not it's not my jam. So I hated every second of it. <laughs> Except the mustard song. I love the mustard song. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a no for me, dog. I was like I cuz I was good with it being like campy for a second, like the opening credits. 
But if you're going to be this campy, I need you to sing well. That is my, obviously, the main issue. Like, I literally was like, oh, like, like, because even the lyrics for Xander, is that his name? Yeah. And whoever his girlfriend is now. Yes. I don't know. Was that the couple where they did that duet in their apartment? Yeah. I was like, this is sort of clever. Well, I was like, this aggressive baritone from everyone. I gotta go. It's no surprise (laughs) that the highlight of this episode are Joss Whedon's lyrics when he's mostly known for his screenplays and Mm -hmm. not screenplays, but like, I mean, the reason they did the hush episode of, of this is because they said the best thing about the Buffy show is it's always saved by his scripts. So Buffy did an episode where 90% of the episode is no talking. Um, and but like it's a actually it's way it's way better than this one too but um but i guess the point i'm making is like for me joss whedon's lyrics and the cleverness of them definitely stand out above and beyond everything else because quite frankly the um for me the this doesn't hold up as well because when i i could barely sing a melody back to you i also think that the 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 structure of the episode of why they're singing is very lazy yeah uh I am impressed, though, that Josh Whedon did everything. Like, he wrote it, he yes. scored it, he directed it. I was so impressed in those opening credits. I was like, he better work. So I was in awe of that. Well, but here's the one thing about Josh Whedon, because do we know, and we might not even know, so this might be moot, is he a musical guy? Do we, like, is he a fan of musicals or musical theater? Yeah, I mean, have you seen Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? No. No. Oh, you have to watch that. Oh, you've never seen that? What? Oh I don't even know what that is. So he did Neil a, Patrick Harris. He did a web series starring Neil Patrick Harris, who plays a villain who's trying to get into like the villain club, essentially. And um, Nathan Fillion of um, Joss Whedon's oh, other show, Firefly, yeah. plays um, Captain Hammer, who's like supposed to be the good guy, but is actually like it's it's basically a story from a musical perspective of a of a villain's blog, and still from the villain mm-hmm. perspective. And as Kimberly said, it's Neil Patrick Harris. He and his brother wrote and did the whole thing. It is so good. It is so far superior to this episode. Okay, because I because that was my Maybe thing we about why- for an episode. Yeah, I know. Right. I thought of it. We were watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was my one thing about like watching. Cause I don't, I didn't know if Josh, Josh was a fan of musicals because with Scrubs, it, these musical episodes are clearly a novelty, but like with Scrubs, there's a parody aspect to it, but also an homage aspect to it. And that wasn't as obvious here. And I was like, are you just making fun of this genre or are you trying? See, and I think, what, I think it's trying, which is why it doesn't totally work. It's okay. really trying to be a musical whose the emotions are raw and real and being put forth forward um, of what they're feeling to move plot. I feel like this this episode of all the ones we watched, the songs are actually moving plot to sure. connect to episodes around it, where all the other ones are very self-contained within the episodes of story arcs, except okay. for Scrubs, where Elliot has to tell JD to move out. 
Like mm-hmm. that's the only one in the Scrubs one. Whereas in this one, it's very much, I mean, community has their, everything's had their relationships. Like when Annie sings to Jeff, he's, she's obviously working on the fact that he's in love with her, which like you may not sure. get from this, but um, this one's the only one in my opinion that actually like is trying to move plot into the next episode from the previous and episode. I could buy that. Previous episode, Cause you do kind of rely on that recap of like, yeah. this comes right after she re- like t- reveals to Spike that she was in heaven when they brought her back from the dead. And I probably would have had a lot more grace for it if they could sing. And the fact that they couldn't sing was rough AF. It's mostly Allison Hannigan, poor girl, and her girlfriend who, a witch in a corset, is the most 2001 thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I went down. In 2001 and was like, in sixth grade, like, that looks like my favorite outfit. I want to do spells. <laughs> <laughs> But that Adam Shankman lyrical trio in the park was Honey, he did all of that. You can see him. He's in the background when they're doing that uh, kind of walk and talk scene. He's in the back doing a dip with um, Anne, who was his like bestie and assistant. And she also assisted on the Hairspray movie. That's the best part of the episode where they're walking and talking and then they're, they're like, they're the focus on that. And then all of a sudden, like they walk behind the woman trying to get a parking ticket and then they, and it's all muffled and they walk in front of the, like the, the janitors or whatever it was. That was great. I mean, I thought that, I thought that idea was really interesting for the show. Again, I've never seen it, but I thought literally knowing nothing about these characters of them saying, are you guys hearing something? Like, are we under a spell? What's happening? I really kind of enjoyed that, that they were like, at least saying, this isn't normal. What's happening to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this Which one was I different. Think, I think that helped balance the fact that they couldn't sing because it was like a curse that was like anyone was doing it. So it wasn't like they were like great sure. singers. They were just having to sing 100%. their song. 100%, yes. Like my favorite part, hands down, of this episode was that girl's like constant thing being like was yours more like a like a pop hit or was it like a retro pastiche like or like right. it's like would you say that yours was like filler or like move the plot like <laughs> right her wanting to have yeah. like main songs was like so good and then also the the witch girl um not the red not, not not the redheaded witch the, like her girlfriend yeah yeah the corset girl. Yeah, corset. Corset girl. So she was in a movie called Latter Days, which is a like... Mormon film? Gay Mormon movie. About like this like slutty LA like gay scene kid who like ends up next door to him, moves in this group of like Mormon missionaries and there's one like curious one. And so it's like this whole like romantic sweeping story and she is in it because she's like the slutty gay guy's friend at his like restaurant where he works and she's the like new york girl who hates la so she's always like saying like all like complain about the weather and like complain about how everything sucks you have to drive everywhere and so that was <laughs> weird to me that i was like why do we keep picking shows in our little movie thing that are all like actors from my gay movies because like there was a guy from uh 
the king in The Descendants was in Mulligan. Like, there's so many. <laughs> Luckily, we have you, Kevin, to tell us about these. I things. do. I'm like, oh, so this is her gay film repertoire. Like, <laughs> How do we know what we're watching for Kevin's hostess toys? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> here's, a, here's a question. Here's a here question. Um, before we move on to the next episode, um, one, um, thoughts on the mixing of this episode? Like the mixing of the songs? No, well, the like the actual sound yeah. mixing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they can't sing, so there was trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just thought that, and correct me if I'm wrong, this one, it, maybe it was just the Hulu or my TV, but like the sound of the songs was so much lower than the actual dialogue. So even oh, when yeah. Buffy was like singing against something else, like, the sound mixing was just like I thought. All I actually jumbled. did think that was weird a few times. Oh, I did notice that um, in the transition from film to digital, potentially shot on film and then digitalized for streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched it on my computer, so I didn't notice anything. However, we were watching CBS Sunday Night Movie last night, which was Miss Mission Impossible, and I immediately was like, the mixing on this is El Terrible. So. Was it the first one, the original one? <laughs> I guess. It's the one where he comes in through the ceiling of that white room. Yeah, that's yeah. the first one. Um, did anyone, would this have made, for those of you who hadn't watched this, and for those of you who did, just Kimberly, um, would you want to rewatch this? Watch this again for the first... Like, did this episode do it for you to watch the show? Never again. Do ne- Never put this in front of me ever again. I would I'd watch all of Buffy and then skip this one, probably. <laughs> I would maybe watch it, but, like, this wouldn't be... Like, it would be on my list to, like, maybe binge, but, like, not on, like, the top ten. Sure. And I tell you, I would watch this for 24 hours a day if any of you could tell me the melody line of that heaven that she sings uh, in the number. <laughs> I was in I was like, what are these notes? I also want to point out that uh tap dancing kills you. So I wrote that down. I turned to Jamie and I literally said, Kevin loves this episode because it's proof that tap dancing will kill you. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh my god, he's doing a crazy tap number. I can't believe there's tap in this. Uh then I was like, oh yeah, he just burned up. That's right. <laughs> Best um, piece of tap dancing I've ever seen. So, um, moving on from Buffy, can anybody guess what this season's Rotten Tomato score is? Twelve. This is season, this is oh, season like, seven of Buffy. Eight episodes. This so is season six. This I'm is not guessing. I'm giving it twelve. <laughs> it might be like thirty-two. Forty-four. Is that everyone? No, Here. I haven't given one yet. I'm gonna go high, and I'm gonna be Michelle ba- Michelle Obama and go high. I'd say 51. It is a 63. Buffy gets an A for effort, but a bleaker tone and some jarring plot twists make this penultimate season a series low. It's the lowest rated season. It's not a good season. Um, Television. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So moving on from here, let's talk about a show that I have very complicated feelings about. Um, How I Met Your Mother. This ran ran for nine seasons. Um, Nine seasons? And this is, uh, this episode, Girls vs. Suits, um, is actually the show's 100th episode, which is why they did the musical number. Cool, Um, I can buy it. It aired in 2010. Um, again, this is an episode in which it's not as it's not like a full episode. But if you do search for best musical episodes of TV, this does come up. It'll fill up, one, yeah, because it's a fun number, and two, um, I think the Neil Patrick Harris doing it gives it the extra boost. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I guess let's talk a lot. Let's talk a little bit about how you what you thought about the show. Um, what the episode I should say, did you like the number? Did this make you want to watch it? Did you understand what was happening? Let's just kind of go from there. Well, I have a question about the show. Sure. So, so is this, cause I never knew, I never, I never watched any of the show except for this episode. And the fact that it's nine episodes, nine seasons is the premise of the show, Bob Saget explaining how he met for nine seasons? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's... The, oh, God, that's exhausting. Yeah, it gets yeah, the last... And then don't ever watch the finale, because it's... It will, it's, it's awful. The end of this show, this show was really perfect and amazing through, like, three or four seasons, but then the writer's strike happened, and post-writer's strike, it's just not that good. Never got it and back. the final wow. two seasons are some of the most garbage TV I've ever watched. It's so bad. Um, and, it, and it ends terribly. I was just like, how do you sustain this concept for nine seasons? They don't. Well, you don't. What they, so this episode, they really touted the fact that it was more mother-centric because it's the 100th episode. They had that whole plot line about the yellow umbrella, which is a big thing in the show, as well as the having seen the mother for a little bit, like yeah. all that stuff. It was um, the first big tease. Yes. Oh, okay. And keep in mind, we're in season five. always start with the kids? Yes. Got it. They filmed all of that, what, within like the first six months of filming, and then they just used those stock. Oh, oh my God, those kids yeah, are and, so rich. And the Bob Saget over the voiceover. Yeah. Because I was like, um, if it's this much teaser every episode, I'm like, how can you fill up I'm out. Oh, some have nothing to do <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Okay, Some cool. of it's okay. bad. Anyway, um, this is this is okay. no. That's okay. This is that episode. This is an episode. Did you know kind of know what was happening? Did you like the musical number? Do you think it? I, like, I don't know. I like the number. I thought the number was fine. It's fine. It's fine. It came out of nowhere. I literally, I had to text the group and was like, "Am I watching the right episode? Because I think I'm 12 minutes in and there's been no musical number because I've never watched the show. So I was yeah. like." I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand a lot of this. Yeah, luckily, because I got that text, I was like, okay, so there's not going to be any music until, like, the last bit. Sure. I love I think when it's... Stacey yeah. Keebler. What? Good old Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler, right? That's who that was? Yeah. yeah. I love that she was acting. Like, that she was... was 
Who is she in real life? What? She's, she's, she's from, a model. She's a model and she was on the WWE. Oh, cool. She was like a girl on the arm of one of the crazy wrestler guys. Fun. I want to do that. Um, but I, guess- I didn't know... I didn't know Colby Smulders outside of the Marvel Universe, so it was fun to see Oh, her. this is like what? Oh, she's the best like, part of the show. Yeah, yeah okay. this is her big thing. The only thing I've ever watched her in is this incredible show on Netflix that only got one season. Um, uh, oh, God. Friends, like college friends? Friends with Benefits or something? I think friends it's like college? Friends, friends from college. college. That's what it is. It's yeah, yeah. an unbelievable show. Oh, I heard um, it was about bad people and I didn't want to watch it. It is, but it's like, it's really great acting. I don't want to sidetrack this, but I would suggest watching it just for the actors in it. I mean, Kevin Um, and I saw her on Broadway in Present Laughter. We did. She's wonderful. You know she had cancer twice throughout How I Met Your Mother? What? What? Yeah. And had a baby, like two babies. She's married to Taryn Killam. Speaking of musical episodes, Taryn Killam. Yeah. She's married to who? Taryn Killam. From SNL. Who but also the, the Glee Club director from Community. That's her husband? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, I really, really like her. I think she's great. Um, mm-hmm. So what do we think about the episode? We can, This one wasn't really full musical, but did you like it? Did you think it was worthy, um, like, closing number? Was it fun? Like, what did you think of the number? I only liked it because Neil Patrick Harris was Yeah, there. the number was cute because it was Neil Patrick Harris, so I liked that. Um, and he was on pitch. <laughs> Yes, it was nice to watch Good this. Good job! It was amazing. You were like, "Oh, th- like your ears like breathed flowers and goodness." Oh, you were like, "Wow!" About real people saying, "Yeah." Uh-huh. <laughs> like the, yeah. the character though of Barney is gross, right? Yes, and part of the joke is that Neil Patrick Harris is not Gay. straight, right? right. Yeah. But he Barney gets grosser and grosser. It's one of those things where early, a lot of these shows and Scrubs does it too where the first early seasons are trying to make a point about certain types of people, whether it is a disgusting bro or whether it is, you know, um, this happily married couple, like that type of stuff. But as the seasons go on and Scrubs does this too, um, all of a sudden they become punchlines and they're no longer saying anything about that. And that's what happens when you have later seasons. And that happened. Oh my God, Kevin, the letter behind you just frightened the the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) there was a he's watching riverdale and there was like a a ransom note and i saw it and i got scared (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so this barney goes into a territory that is just unwatchable in the past Mm. last few seasons but anyway um let's uh let's let's can you guess what the uh the rotten tomatoes of this season was well also one question before we go on is there in the nine seasons does it get any more diverse on that show? Uh, Barney's brother is Wayne Brady. Okay. So no, the answer is no. So no, great. <laughs> cool. I'm just wondering. Um, okay. Uh, there was a whole lot of just white people. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. For sure. And for, for 2010, that's too late. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah. So can anyone guess what this, this is season... What season would you say this was? This was season uh, five. five. Season five. 78. 65. Season five out of nine? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. 42. I'm going to say 71. So it's it's 100%, but like it, how many people were actually reviewing this season? You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I would never watch this show again. No. <laughs> Um, Honestly, and it's those CBS comedies, which I'm like, I will do that for the rest of my life if I'm ever hired for one of those. But I don't enjoy watching them. I don't think they're funny. This one was, early on, this one was really funny, and then it just stopped. Um, Yeah. Also, Ted, I would say that Ted, the character of Ted, is the most grating character of anything we've watched uh, in these episodes. He's the, he's the guy, he's the guy with the mother. Josh Radner. Yes. Josh Radner's character of Ted. Kimberly, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Oh, he's terrible. Yeah. He, m- way more than JD was super great. In. Just like grow up and get over it, Ted. Is yeah. Episode. Awful. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It felt weird when he was like complaining about like, what if I'm supposed to marry her? What if this is like, the that's girl- all it is over the f- nine years, man. The series is like, He's so obsessed with falling in love. And like the serendipity of it. Like, I should have been on that roof to meet that girl. Like that girl. Oh. It's like very great. Just, just SpongeBob. Why is it Spongebob? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but on that note, let's go to the episode that makes fun of all of this. Uh, Community. Community ran for six seasons. There's a whole... I won't even get into the six seasons and of the movie. And the movie, maybe. Yeah, but... Um, so this is a show full of meta humor. Uh, this episode specifically is from season three, episode 10. Um, the creator of the show, Dan Harmon, multiple times on record for thinking that Glee is the worst. And he does le- not like this TV show Glee. And there's, that's what this episode comes from. Um, really? Yes. Oh, that's funny. Um, abs- uh, the musical, yeah. So... That is kind of where this came from. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see if this clicked with all of you. Um, I know Kimberly had seen Community, so I'm not concerned about her. Um, but like the show is so irreverent and crazy, and has its own inside jokes. I was wondering, like, how you reacted to this. What was your feelings about this? I loved this episode. I thought it was awesome. I laughed the entire time. I thought it was super cute. Um, I think I've maybe seen one episode and I think it worked for what the show is. Sure. Um, Kimberly? Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Jay makes fun of me all the time because Pierce is my favorite part of the show. Which one's Pierce? Chevy Uh, Chase. (laughs) Chevy Chase. (laughs) Got it. Um, His name is one of the dumbest things. Oh, big time. So let's, let's... So I think that this, I think it's kind of brilliant that every single song in this episode has a specific objective. And I think that makes it a lot more clean than a lot of the other episodes where, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like there's like this cult vibe to it yes. um, where every song is trying to convince somebody else to join the Glee Club. And all the songs are specific to character and specific to character's innermost desires. So for instance, as I brought up earlier, the Annie character played by Alison Brie knows, and we all kind of know, I don't even, that um, the Jeff Winger character as played- I've forgotten by, about that. As played by um, 
Joel oh McHale God. is in love with her. So that whole sequence of her like dressing up as the slutty Santa, trying to like convince him, is just like mm-hmm. so delightful in a devious way. Like, oh, okay. See, I didn't know that because I've yeah, I didn't know that either. Never seen it. So for me, it was a little like I'm uncomfortable by this song. Sure. I, I didn't. I didn't know that either. But I felt like I like inferred it from like the context that like he was pretty into her. Like I, and like it was very like yeah, her like little Santa baby kind of stuff. Like that was that was very well done. And the um, show sets up the fact that which is like an ongoing thing that. um What's her name? Uh, Shirley is a very religious person, um, and so that then, song. Yeah, that I rewound it maybe wait, like three so or four fun. times. <laughs> she, was that when like the little kids were singing and she was like, "Oh no, oh no!" Yeah, yes. they're like, oh, who's, the choir. "Whose birthday is it?" Public school won't teach us. And she's like, "They won't, they won't teach." <laughs> I fell out. I rewound it like three times. I. Howled. I thought it was so funny. And just that was like, my favorite song of the, of the whole number. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, my favorite was Christmas Infiltration because I just love um, oh. Donald Glover. Yeah. And like, that one's good too. He's that, so good in this. Uh, he's mine, so funny. I think, was the um, uh, Baby Boomer Santa. That was so good. Was brilliant. I wrote that down. I was like, this was my most favorite moment. In concept alone, it's just so brilliant. And it really, in similar to Scrubs, what it does in 24 minutes is actually incredible. Yes. Um, did, what were some of your other favorite moments? Did you, did you, did the, did the comedy specifically like get, did you, did you mesh with it? What are your thoughts about the episode in general? Well, I also did love, because show? I've heard that, because I tried to watch the first season and I didn't like it for whatever reason, but I heard after first season, it get, it got better. And I generally love that Joel McHale's a terrible person at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, it's fun. The yeah. first couple episodes, you're like, he's an absolute terrible person. You mean yeah. his character. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Joel McHale yeah. is I'm sure a wonderful person in real life. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it, it, like, I would, after watching this, I would give this show another shot because at first I was like, this looks like garbage i don't want to watch this anymore but now after this episode and almost every episode of this show is making fun of something very specific Mm. but it's telling a consistent story across it so like there's an episode where the community college um turns into kind of like a lord of the flies regime but because of an app about voting for like who your favorite person is. Um, ah. There's an episode, there are multiple paint boy episodes where the, everything becomes like these like war movies about mm. paintballs. Paintball episodes are so good. So good. Um, there, there's a bottle episode where they're, they're meta about it. We're like, it's a bottle episode because they're all staying in the same space and stuff like that. It's just like, it's a spectacular show. But um, any, any final thoughts on, uh, on this community episode? Um, the only problem I have is I don't like when people embarrass themselves. And so when they let like Britta go ruin it, I'm still just like, but you could have still just made a good show and then just not gone to semi-regionals. Yeah. You didn't need to make Britta be terrible. So something that, again, another piece, um, within the run of the show, they they use Britta as a verb as like you're messing something up because she ruins everything. Oh. So that was kind of the punchline there. It, but they really showed it off. Yeah. Got it. So intense. I love this show. I can't wait to watch it. 
Um, I love it. I would, Kim, uh, Kevin, I actually think of all the ones we watched, I think you would enjoy this show the most. Yeah. Um, what? I have one thought. I was yeah. like, because it was also, it's funny because this episode, I think, show, like, taught me that I was like, oh, I feel very safe when people can sing mm-hmm. in these shows. Yes. Which I thought that I had learned. And then when we get to it in a second, that was debunked when <laughs> we got to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. at this moment, I was like, okay. Like, the fact that Donald Glover's here and the fact that um, her name is Sherry, her character's name is Sherry. Yeah. Mm. Like, these Shirley. people... Shirley. Oh, Shirley. Shirley. These people mm. can blow. I'm good to go. Like, and uh, even Allison Brie's got a voice on her. Yeah. yeah. And even if uh, it wasn't, like... We can call it Broadway quality because we're broad wasted. But um, even if it wasn't like that quality, it was still fun and exciting. <laughs> In mm-hmm. a way, it, it, it even went further to make fun of Glee because they're all kind of more pop singers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, I'll say the biggest laugh that for me every single time was every single joke about the confusion around what regionals are. Like and then when Taryn Killiam goes on about like the the statuses of like what the regionals were, oh, that I really that got genius. Me. That was really oh yeah. And then the the Asian guy in the original Glee Club in the beginning of the episode. Oh sure, is Marcus Choi our George Washington in? in, in <gasps> oh really? No way! I straight up filmed the entire section and sent it to our entire cast. That's amazing. Oh, uh, that's so good. Their meltdown at the beginning of this episode is spectacular. So good. It's, it's incredible. So good. Oh, it is so good. Um, so this is season three. Can anybody guess what this, uh, what this uh, percentage is? 79. 95. 84. What'd you say, Kimberly? 100. 91. No! Uh, the Greendale Study Group takes <laughs> Wait, some Aaron of Aaron again! Aaron, you always win these. I'm I didn't win the last one. I didn't win the last one. Yes, the... you did! No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. One the of them Green- I didn't win. The Greendale Study Group take some of their boldest swings, though, excuse me, not all connect in this freewheeling third season that nevertheless continues community streak as the gold standard for fiendishly clever television. Yeah, I, I loved it. I'll yeah. watch it. I'll, I'll 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 pick this up. Is the whole thing on? Where did we watch it on Hulu? Netflix. Hulu, I think. Netflix. Oh, it's, it's on Netflix no. and Hulu. It's on both. Is, and all of it's on all of it. Yes, I think so. So okay. it got canceled. Season after so. Long story short, it continued through season three. Um, they fired Dan Harmon, the showrunner, did a whole season without him, and it didn't do as well. It was fine. They brought him back for a season five it was canceled after season five and then yahoo streaming brought it back for a season six and that's when it ended wow that's a lot of stuff man that's a lot that's too much yeah anyway um for all of you listening on our podcast feed we're gonna skip straight to our rankings and we're gonna rank all five of these so inclusive of Grey's anatomy let's rank these babies um we have five to rank um who wants to start we're all going to be so different. I know. It's yeah. Be yeah, we I'll, are. I'll start. I'll start. Okay, okay. go. I think for me, uh, this this time watching them through, um, my, number five was Grey's Anatomy. Four was How I Met Your Mother because it's only one song. 
three was Buffy, two was Community, and one was Scrubs. That's mine. Yeah, I just thought the Scrubs one is just so well done as a full musical. Um, Community just made me laugh so much, and I just love the show. Buffy is is really good for what they're trying to do, but like it just didn't hold up for me, even though it's like what is considered quote the first one, the gold standard, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Grey's was just like kind of unwatchable. And then How I Met Your Mother was like fun, but it's not a musical episode. I would say five is Buffy. Four is how to how to get away with mother. No. How I met <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Three is Grey's Anatomy. Two is community. One is scrubs. Okay. That's Grey's Anatomy's high. I mean, because again, the other two, A Buffy, no. Like, and you're and in the same vein, how to get away with mother is not a musical episode aside from the sure, number, okay, the fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. and then they're good songs i like yeah. they're good songs and good singers yeah Kimberly. i'll go yeah um how i met your mother is five because there's only one song sure but it's not a musical um four is grace three is community two is scrubs <gasps> And one is Buffy because I don't care. I love every minute of it. Sure, sure. What? <laughs> I call nostalgia shenanigans. Nostalgia <laughs> shenanigans. Because I acknowledge it's so bad. <laughs> Man, one of these days we're gonna. We're all five of us are going to agree. It's gonna be a magical okay. day. Uh huh. It will Someone be a magical day. Haley. Okay, number five. Grays because not not a single song was original and I laughed the entire time because sure. it was taking itself too seriously. Yeah. Followed by Buffy because hated it. Followed by How I Met Your Mother for number three because hated it, but at least it had Neil Patrick Harris to like give it some Broadway oomph. Right. Sure. Followed by Community because I think it fit the show well. And they did a they did a sweet job of it. And sure. Scrubs was number one because it was genius and perfect. And I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. I was cool. actually shocked that I liked the Scrubs one because like I was convinced I was gonna hate it. Because I just had this weird feeling that that show was gonna be obnoxious. Sure. But like it's so good. It's really great. Yeah. Guy Love is still in my head now. So yeah, apparently that's also, like that's just you and Jay, Brian. Apparently you that is and I was what? like, oh, it's you and Jay. <laughs> Man, I love that song. <laughs> that that is uh apparently uh I listened to the Scrubs podcast. So Zach Braff and Donald Faison are going episode by episode talking through all that. Oh, which that's is, fun. That, which yeah. is why I started binging it again. Um we'll plug another podcast here. I know, I know, sorry. Um, but I won't tell you what it's called. And um and uh they talk about how like the number one thing they're tagged in is groomsmen uh, speeches singing this song. Like that's Aww. like, so, and they love that. But, um, uh, you know, that's but, cool. but all I know, I learned from the telly what to think and what to buy. I was pretty smart already, but now I'm really, really smart. Very, very smart. That's telly from Matilda. From Matilda. Um, as our quote for the episode. Wait, Brian, Aaron, did you do Matilda? No, I just love that show. Um, but thank you all 
for joining us today. Um, again, uh, we are super pumped that you've all been listening to these Friday episodes. Um, and for those of you who are Patreon subscribers, patrons, uh, thank you so much. Um, we hope you've been enjoying the video and the extra content on there. Um, uh, of course, uh, you can find extra us. content. Yeah, yeah. Magic. Thank you, uh, Haley and Aaron, for hanging out with us and talking through Always. these. Anytime. Um, you, can, you can follow us at Broad Wasted um, on all social media. Join our Facebook group. Again, Patreon, if you're not on there. Uh, tons of content there. Bro uh, Patreon backslash Broad Wasted. Um, and then, of course, um, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five stars, Five stars please. Five stars, please. Yeah. Um, and thank you. <laughs> um, we're super excited. We're doing more host choice. And next week is Kevin. Yes. So stay tuned to our uh, Twitter where we'll be announcing Kevin's category as well as what we'll be watching in that category. Um, Wait, do so I have to write my own Puntro or like? No. Okay. I like Puntro. I'm in. Slick. See, that's good, right? It, that, I was afraid that it was going to sound like a gross word when I said it. No, I think it's fine. It's perfect. Yeah, I got nervous myself that I would have to write the own our own Puntro, and I no, I've already <laughs> written I've already written yours because I know what they are. Oh, okay. thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have a super fun time with that one. Um, you can find that on Twitter, Puntro. Like and don't that. worry, guys, all of my movies are amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember um, what they are. Um, but thank you so much, everybody. And as we end every episode, we raise a glass. Um, stay safe out there. Thanks for tuning in to us. And as we end every episode, cheers, everybody. You better take a swig. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.